Man, it's really nice not have to line it up at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> we clap for old time's sake. Yeah. <laughs> we should see how on we actually Okay, are yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, way better in person. See, that's not how it sounds to us when we do it. Popcorn. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Jake. Oh, thank you, man. Just a few days late. Yeah, it's okay. How's it feel? Uh, I feel the same. Yeah, I never really feel much different. Any birthday, really? Except for maybe when I was like 16 or 21. 21. Do something new. I, well, I should go rent a car, I guess. What was your 21st birthday? I felt like, were we there? It was pretty you, uneventful. I mean, in terms of 21st birthdays, I my sister had a a friend's giving like on my actual birthday. So oh. I went to I went out to dinner with some friends and had my first legal beer. <laughs> and then we we went and had some drinks after that, but then I went to friends giving. Nice. So that was basically it, but then I think the next night uh, my sister and my brother-in-law and um, a good friend of ours all went out together and that's when I kind of did my like 21st birthday bar crawl thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wasn't like taking 21 shots <laughs> or you, anything crazy like that. So Did you do the thing where you swore off drinking for the rest of your life after that? No, not. I mean, yeah, I didn't really get that messed up. Um, the funny, The funny story of that night though is I fell asleep in a chair at my sister's house with a, a breakfast burrito in my hand. <laughs> There's this place in Lincoln called De Leon's that like is just like perfect drunk food. Yes. Like breakfast burritos at 2 a.m. It's amazing. Um, it's a so, staple. Yeah, that's that's what I fell asleep eating. And then I woke up, finished my burrito, and then went to bed. So. <laughs> that's as, as crazy as it got. But I don't oh. even remember my 21st birthday. Maybe that means you. Uh, I had a good time. You celebrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It happens. Friendsgiving. I don't really mine. I'd like to do that sometime with you guys. That'd be yeah. fun. They are fun. This uh, was a. This year was a possible candidate, I think, for that. Yeah. Just because it's so weird right now. Mm-hmm. The unnamed thing. Getting nervous about. <laughs> right. Getting nervous about going and seeing your parents and bringing family all. In right. One. Yeah, did you guys hear Zoom is disabling their uh, 40-minute cap on their video the day oh. of Thanksgiving so mm-hmm. people can just, like, let it roll all day yeah. long? So I didn't even know there was a cap. Yeah. Is that just to keep it? For, like, the basic account, I think. Freed yeah. up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like when Netflix asks you if you're still watching. Right. Do you feel guilty when it asks you? Because I sometimes do. And after you hit it, like, three times, it's like, do I really need to yeah. watch the entire season? But And then se- season two? I always know when it's going to do it. Like the episode will start and I'm like, this is going to be the episode where it asks Mm. me. And then I'm just ready. I got it unlocked. And then you tell yourself like nothing exciting is going to happen on this episode. (laughs) So after this one, I'll be done. And then it's a cliffhanger. You're like, damn it. (laughs) Yep. And you do it again. That's what they want. Yeah. It's like GMOs for your eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. That's going to be the name of this episode. (laughs) GMOs for your eyeballs. (laughs) your earballs yeah it's kind of nice to be in person for once oh man this is what we've all been wanting yeah hopefully yeah. these these windscreens stop the thing from transmitting from to yeah. each other right this is what we got jake for his birthday <laughs> <laughs> we arrived in person we think that's worthy of a birthday present apparently. it was a good birthday present it was a surprise so. yeah he didn't know somehow as much as we're talking all the time, I can't believe that we didn't blow it, but 
I'll blow a casket. <laughs> <laughs> a gasket. <laughs> but it was yeah. fun. We um we drove up. Nick flew. Then we drove to uh up here to Kansas City and waited for Jake and we were Nick and I were talking about how we looked very sus. <laughs> Sitting at the bar looking we at craning sketchy. our necks, yeah. waiting for you to come in. Everybody was nervous around us. So. You know what was interesting is that place is one of those bars where people will have a conversation with you mm-hmm. just across from, yeah. you know. Yep. There was a guy sitting across from us with, I think he was with a girl, but we got old fashions, Nick and I, and then uh, Nick, the guy goes, I'm going to have an old fashioned. That looks good. Are those good guys? It was just like one of those things. Yeah. You know? It's super weird too because everybody's so spaced out. You know, you're mm-hmm. practically yelling at everybody just to talk. Yeah, they so had, far. they did really good there. Everybody was, yeah, it was great. A long ways away yeah. from each other, masks on the way in. Well, and you know, when Jake walks in and, and they know who he is and we get a <laughs> private place to sit, that's, that's a, yeah, saying something. Anybody listening has ever seen, those movies or those shows where there's a, like a regular and the owner comes over and shakes the guy's hand. Mm-hmm. That literally happened to us. Yeah, that's Jake. With Jake. It was nice. That's just what happens when you spend all of your money <laughs> at the same place. <laughs> I was getting you ready know. for the camera flashing when it's we walked out. An investment of time for that kind of, <laughs> that kind of service, but it's worth it. It is. It is definitely yeah. worth it. Yeah. So are, what are you guys doing this year for holidays as long as you don't feel like you're divulging information (laughs) you don't want people to know where you are yeah i mean technically it's probably not responsible but i'm going to see my family why are you murderer (laughs) terrible people (laughs) we uh we're all pretty careful about like we're kind of in each other's bubble you know so um whenever it's getting close for me to some time for me to go up home like i get really um, selective about like the things that I do and the people that I allow myself to see just because I want to see my family and I don't like I think it would be really bad news if I gave it to my parents like I'm not personally concerned about get, catching it myself because mm-hmm. I, I'm generally pretty healthy and I'm young but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think my f- parents would handle it too, super well so um, kind of matters what they feel too mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're just yeah, and we, I mean, we always talk about it just to check in and make sure everyone still feels comfortable with it. But uh-huh. like right at the beginning of everything, there was a few times where like I was supposed to go up there for my mom's birthday and Mother's Day because it's in May. And it was like the night before and I was talking to her. I was just like, I just don't know if it's worth it for this, you know. And we all as a family just kind of agreed that it wasn't. But for these holidays that like, it's like, our biggest family tradition is Thanksgiving and yeah. Christmas. And um, I don't know, it might not be the wisest thing, but we're trying really hard to safely make it happen this year. So we don't, we don't ever have like a big family gathering. It's always just like the six of us. Yep. Um, so we're technically flying under that 10 person mm-hmm. guideline. And uh, we try to like hang out outside as much as possible. So if the weather's nice, we'll do some stuff outside. And I yeah. think it's really hard for people that have, yeah, that are close to their families, mm. you know, because mm-hmm. you think there's always those jokes about, I think I saw something on Reddit where somebody said, I didn't want to go to my family Thanksgiving anyway, so I guess this works <laughs> out, you know. It's, right. it's sad to think that it's like that for some people, but I think it's really hard for people that are close because mm-hmm. 
I mean, I feel like we don't really get together in huge groups either. It's usually no. our immediate family. Yeah, it's it's pretty small. And I think that's something you get away. It's but the three of us work from home kind of anyways. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be different, you know, if we were uh, all like traveling like mm-hmm. on a regular basis mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But since, you know, we're not touring and doing all that, I think it's a little easier. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, we've some of us have had uh, multiple COVID tests, right? Because we've had to. Oh, man. Right, yeah. bro? Yeah. Yeah. When Rivers was in the hospital still, I I faked symptoms once so I could get it. Mm-hmm. And then the other time, I just straight up called the place and said, my baby's in the NICU. Can I get a COVID test before I go see him? And they were like, um, do you have the sniffles or anything? I was like, yeah, sometimes. Like, <laughs> most every day. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up and... Yeah. So they're not pleasant. Yeah. They kind of go into your brain, don't they? Yeah. It's, it doesn't really hurt. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. You should talk about the airport a little bit for, because people probably don't really know what it's like right now. Yeah. I was really nervous to fly, um, but I did a bunch of research and just talked to some people, um, some friends that have done it. And it was actually way less stressful than it's ever been. And there was mm-hmm. hardly anybody on my plane. And the airport was like a ghost town. Right. And just going through like the normal procedures of everything. You know, I have TSA pre-check, so that was really, really quick this time. Yeah, um, bad. <laughs> compared to normal, you know, and it was everything that they do to, to make sure everybody feels safe on the flight. You know, they sanitize everything, you know, 10 times over. And uh, they don't pass out drinks or anything on the plane. Yeah. It's really basic. You you wear a mask the whole time, and mm-hmm. um, it was I kind of prefer flying, you know, <laughs> during the unnamed thing versus yeah, yeah. When how were everything's uh, normal? Yeah. How were people's spirits? Did people seem like they were zombies walking around, or was a little it? bit? Some people were paranoid. Some people, you know, get on the plane and they're dumping ten gallons of Germex all, all over everything. Oh, they sure, Clorox wipes, and which rightfully so, you know, um, but. They come around and everybody's really good. The, the stewardess are really good about making sure that everybody has what they need and they're, you know, they're wiping down everything, which they like disinfect the plane in between flights and mm-hmm. everything. But people were generally, I think, pretty lax. Yeah. When you look around and there's nobody around you for like, you know, three or four rows yeah. and you have your own row to yourself, I think it just solidifies like, oh, okay, this is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Still, it was a little bit, before I did it, I was a little nervous. And then after doing it, I was like, yeah, it was easy. I was really glad that you were able to come back. So now it's like Thanksgiving will be, I think we're all just meeting at mom and dad's, right? But super small, probably five. five yeah, so. yeah. But, it'll be fun. You, I kind of get homesick too, you know, like thinking about the things Cause I was thinking about traveling this time and thinking about like, what do I bring? What, what are the things that like are the constants for me um, when I'm traveling and having to like fit something into one backpack or, mm. or whatever it is and trying to like go through the, you know, okay, this is something that reminds me of this. This is mm. essential. This is not really what I need to have with me, but it just feels mm. good to have it. Mm. And like, do you guys have stuff like that when you're, when you're traveling, do you feel like there's things that you can't leave at home? Like even if it's for like three or four day weekend. Mm. 
I tend to bring way too many little knickknacks, you know? Oh, really? Like, I've got my controller for remote play for my <laughs> game. Uh, it's essential, obviously. I usually... Yeah, always got to keep it in the holster. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, ever since I was maybe 17 or 18 years old, anytime I went anywhere, I took my little handheld Bible with me. Mm. But I've probably opened that Bible maybe like three times in my life, you know, just like yeah. something about having it. Yeah. You always hear those war stories where the guys have it in their pocket and it like stops a bullet or something. Yeah. I would stop maybe if there was something went down. I would have like yeah. some holy light around me protecting me from stuff. I take that. I take my pen, my notebook every time. Um, I do a lot of stuff on my phone now though Yeah, that I used to have really separate items for. Mm-hmm everything but do you write mostly with pen and paper then or do you use the phone like the notes and or both i like to get in the mood with a whiskey and my guitar and get the notebook out and write but i tend to just remember it i don't know why mm. but I, that's always you know it comes record time and nick's always like well, hey, where's the lyrics for this song i'm like oh crap <laughs> you know because we just it's just one of those things to just have a, able to remember all the words. But I like to use, um, I like to use my phone because then it's on all the devices. I sit down on my computer. There it is. If I sit down, if I'm on the plane, I don't have to get my tray down and do all that. Right. So I like to sketch too, like doodle, and mm. so it's nice to have a notebook for that. But mm-hmm. always take the same backpack. Mm-hmm. A, a good backpack is really underrated yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't have a good one right now for traveling i feel like there's a significant difference between a travel backpack and just like a backpack, backpack absolutely you know mm-hmm. i usually just uh i i try really hard to be able to fit everything i need in one bag so I, i've been using a duffel bag recently but i used to like when i went to cancun with my family i took two backpacks and just like stuffed one of them as like my luggage yep and then the other one was my carry-on that i kept just like my uh, passport and stuff that i needed on me yeah um but yeah i feel like just using a normal like school backpack doesn't have all the pockets that you need yeah exactly the organization yeah do you guys put the same thing in the same pockets all the time yeah typically. i didn't but i saw you do that a lot yeah they have to otherwise i forget where it's at it helps my brain too then i'm not looking for anything that backpack that you have is really cool do you remember what the name of it was? I'm going to find the brand. Yeah, you should find it. I love it. It's got a specific pocket for everything, and I've had it for like five years. Mm. Um, Wasn't designed, it a Kickstarter? Yeah, it was a Kickstarter. They designed it specifically for flying. So like you get on the, the plane, and it fits perfectly underneath. Well, it's mm. so awesome. Um, but I mean perfectly as in like if it's stuffed full. It's, it won't fit. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's awesome, though. I, I love that thing. Does yeah. it open like... Some of those backpacks, they open really wide, almost like a duffel pack. Yeah, Does it dude, do that? it opens all the way, so you mm-hmm. can, like, roll your clothes up, and then nice. you kind of roll it closed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a feature on the back where instead of backpack, like, the the straps, um, you can put those inside and then zip it closed and carry it, like, down by your side, mm-hmm. kind of like a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. There's a laptop sleeve, iPad sleeve. Yeah. You know, clo- like a netting inside. There's really good Water handles bottle. on it and everything too, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like rubber. Man, I've taken it everywhere and it's lasted for Yeah, you've had it like for a long years time. Yeah. So far. 
I kind of have like a, a bag fetish. Yeah. Like ba- backpacks and jackets. jackets. I don't <laughs> jackets. know what I don't know if it's like cuz of the zipper, something about it is like very uh it's like I don't want to say sensual. What's the what's the word for that? Yeah. It makes you feel sensor it's like sensory, I don't know, something yeah. about it is is uh is pleasing. Yeah. Your phone's up there, bro. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nick, Nick was gonna look up the backpack brand, but I forgot. We I realized were we were this. filming this um, since we're all in the same spot, but I'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> put it in the story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know about things that like I don't really have things that I always bring, other than just the the essential things that I need for the trip. Mm-hmm. Like I've always thought about bringing a notebook, um, but I don't use a notebook for anything like daily. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I would like decide to use one when I'm yeah. traveling. It would kind of maybe put you out of your normal. It would make me feel like I needed to use it yeah. for something. Yeah. You know? It's almost like adds a pressure. Mm-hmm. I always use the same pens. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I One day I just decided that pens were just the wild west to me. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what's good. Some go bad really quickly. And then I started using these paper mate ink joy mm. and it's seriously the best pen ever i i just i usually buy a ton and give them to people so yeah. that i'm like just try this pen you're gonna love it it's hard to beat a good pen it is and it doesn't run or mm-hmm. smear and i'm a lefty oh yeah so that's important for some reason as we write we go over the ink <laughs> yeah everything gets smeared well when you write like me people that write correctly right. probably don't do that but so you're you're admitting that writing left-handed is wrong. Is that what I'm hearing? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is the binders. I remember when I was in school, we found these left-handed notebooks, mm-hmm. and I was so pumped. And I used because oh, the coils on the other side. Yeah, I used them for like the whole first part of like when school started, and then the teachers were like, "No, you can't do this because the lines are flipped." So you're not going to be able to do that anymore. The teachers just sometimes like to take away uniqueness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to keep all the ducks in one line. Not all teachers are bad, by the way. I I love a lot of teachers. But so you, you had a left-handed notebook? Yeah, the spiral was on the right. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Almost like you just flip a normal one upside down, and then your pages would turn the other way. Is that right? Or was it designed yeah. specifically? I suppose have the... It has the space up top. Well, okay. So, you know, like if yeah. you turn the paper upside down on a regular notebook, you'd well, have yeah. a weird line. But if you got those with like the, this is such a boring episode, <laughs> notebooks. If you got that with like the perforation on it though, you know, where you could yeah. tear off like the frill. Well, True. Would, how would it make a difference? Because the margins are the same left and right. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't matter. We should look into this. Yep. This is an entire episode on its own. <laughs> Next episode. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like having the... The familiar, familiar. I can't say that word. Familiar. You like it to be familiar with me whenever yeah. I'm on the road. I mean, we do. We're in so many weird places out of our comfort zone a lot of times when right. we're on the road. So just having things like that that make you feel like you have a little bit of control over the mm. environment. Yeah, because you set up in a green room, and sometimes the the room is just it kind of feels um, like a blank canvas, and you get in there and. And you kind of want something to be constant just to kind of like help you settle in mm-hmm. a little bit quicker, um, you know, between sound check and show time, you have this 
weird window where it's not quite long enough to go out and do something, mm-hmm. but it's just long enough to actually like get a little bit of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you're there, it just has always felt better to, to take, you know, some of those things. Um, I th- I'm trying to remember there was a show that we played, uh, and they asked, they asked something about us bringing in furniture or like a couch or a chair or something. Mm. Um, because they didn't have, uh, it wasn't like a locker room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, you know, obviously in the locker room, there's not a couch, right. and a coffee table and all that. And so they were asking us, are there any specific couches or chairs or <laughs> tables that you want? And we're thinking to ourselves, do we get to start traveling with like, Ikea yeah. furniture in the right. back of the trailer now. Can you or? paint the walls blue before we get right. in there, please? Yeah. But I think it's funny to read these articles about artists who seem like divas um, or they're like requesting these things that seem outlandish. But really, it's just to kind of help maintain that constant feeling of home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times when people are playing in those places, you can just kind of, the show, you know, is affected by by the level of that jake i'm thinking like what like when you're traveling you can't necessarily take like a drum on the plane right (laughs) so like your travel i mean what do you do for yeah i mean when i'm flying to a show i always have my stick bag with me so like when i'm playing backline gear that's the only thing that i really can keep constant is my sticks and stuff um man that that'd be so tough almost like like, mm -hmm. someone handing you a new guitar every show yeah Man. Yeah, like there, I mean, there are some times where the, the kit is, even if the drum set is really, really nice, if it the drums aren't tuned the way that I like or they don't have the heads that I'm used to, like mm-hmm. it makes a difference not only just how it sounds, but also how everything feels. Like I'm really yeah. used to the way that my drums respond um, and like pulling certain sounds out of them for certain songs. So a lot of the kits that they use as a backline kit are, are tuned are built and tuned just to always sound pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, with any style of music. But I'm I have like a a pretty particular sound that I'm usually going for. Yeah. So Takes the backline stuff doesn't doesn't work too well. But like I always have to have my uh, I play with mallets a lot on toms for certain songs and cymbal washes and some brushes and stuff. So I always make sure I have all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you normally carry that onto the plane, or do you throw it underneath in your I, suitcase? I try to carry on all the time. Yeah. Like I, I don't usually trust. Um, yeah. It's, like if it's just clothes and stuff, it's fine. But mm-hmm. if I have something yeah. valuable, like I flew with that snare drum once and I like, I put it in my backpack and I like tried really hard to keep it with me <laughs> as long as I could. I was able to put it in the overhead. Yeah. Um, Did they catch you or were they like, you definitely have something bigger than yeah, what no, we they, recommend? They didn't think twice because I stuffed it into a backpack. <laughs> That's like, impressive because it's pretty good size. Yeah. Um, and I, I moved everything else into my other backpack. So yeah. I, but yeah, I, I can't really travel too much on the on the planes. But um, mm-hmm. I always make sure in the green room to have my uh, practice pad with me mm-hmm. um, just so I can warm up. But then also like I'm just like a nervous kind of fidgeter. Mm-hmm. So it's like something kind of productive I can do yep. while I'm waiting for the show to start. Um, yeah, those little things go a long ways. We've gotten into arguments with uh, flight attendants, just not a lot, but less than a handful <laughs> of times about someone's having a cranky day, you know, or a bad day. And you get on there as a musician and the mm-hmm. last thing they want to do is they see some dude walk on with a guitar and they're like, this guy. Yeah. And so... I remember one time we were trying to get, we're like, if you could just, you know, is there room in the coat closet? Like, is there anything you could do? 
Because you hate to throw a guitar like that down into the yeah. cold dungeon underbelly of the plane. Well, it's like a joke, but if you watch out the window, those yeah. guys totally just toss that stuff. I'm, I literally watched a guy throw my best guitar from the the conveyor belt to mm-hmm. his cart, literally just throw it in there. Yeah. And when I got it back, some of the wood on the case was chipped and the leather was torn. And I mean, that sounds like, but that's like your livelihood right, right. there. And I think too, along lines what you guys were saying, I remember when we used to set up for shows and we bring our own mics. Mm-hmm. We like to put the rug down that makes it feel more homey that we bring with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. And set it up the way that we like it. But I remember when we first started, we were always nervous to, you know, because you think about a sound guy most times. Right. He's just, this is just another day for him. You're another band with stupid requests. But we kind of decided, I think, that we could, you just got to say it. You're going to say, hey, we're going to use our mics. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, too, because you don't want to get right. whatever the guy had the night before yeah. <laughs> on him. Yeah. But, just having those constants is a big part of it. I think it's hard to feel like you're not inconveniencing somebody when mm-hmm. you go into a place. But like, I mean, you look back at Jake, if he's on a um, a kit that's been provided, he's like completely having to retune and take like extra time. Mm-hmm. And so you think about that with every part of the show, just right. eliminating as much of that as you can mm-hmm. just helps for a better night for everybody. But yeah, it's tough sometimes. That was something I had to learn too with playing backline kits, drum kits was like to take the time to set it up, at least configure it s- similarly. Um, Cause I, I play with one Tom up one down and then my ride symbol were like the fourth Tom or the third Tom usually is, but some festivals and stuff we play, they have the full Tom set up. Right. right. And I don't, it's like distracting for me. Cause then my, my ride symbol is somewhere else. Yeah. And I play that <laughs> a lot. And then I am also thinking like, well, how should I work in this extra Tom that I'm not used to? Yeah, that you don't you know? need to work in. It's just a distraction for me. So, <laughs> yeah, I did. I have started um, reconfiguring, especially if we're the only band playing. Yeah, I'll take a Tom off. I'll move everything, um, and just tell the sound like the stage guys that that's what I'm doing, so that they can move the mics and stuff they need to. And they're they're never like, I used to always think they were going to think I was a diva too, right? Mm-hmm. But they're always like, yeah, do it, do whatever you need to yeah. do. So, yeah, I think the places we're playing a little bit more now. People are a little bit more uh, accepting of that, you know. Yeah. It's not just like a weekend warrior sound guy. Usually, mm-hmm. they do it, yeah, and they want you to feel good because mm-hmm. it reflects on them too. But mm-hmm. when having a crew come in, you know, when we travel with front of house and you know stagehand and stuff, it's it, I think it helps everybody kind of do their job and set the place up and really get the atmosphere going. Um, but you know, when we're doing like a duo show or something. And I'm thinking, you know, a few years back when we'd roll into a place, it was like, you know, we're rolling out a rug, we're bringing in mics, we're, and they're like, who are these guys? Like yeah. bringing you know in I mean? a living room, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you want a lamp now? Or you want us to go get a coffee table? Yeah. Remember when we used to put those lamps on stage? Oh, and they're yeah, so man. hot. <laughs> no shades, just like a bright. Put off a lot of heat. It was yeah. a cool look. But it, it was. was. Cool. We found these old lamps and at like a, thrift shop or something and we took the shades off of them and spray painted them black and put a bulb on top mm-hmm. it was cool looking pain in the ass to travel with though because yeah. you have to take the bulbs off all and the put time them in like yeah. a padded case and yeah lights are kind of the new realm for us um but uh, essential now we mm-hmm. used to just 
get Home Depot lights and hang them off speakers. And yeah, you know, that was like three, four years ago, but it's definitely a thing now. We need to get a rig to take with us. Yeah. And it's fun to tap into what a lot of the venues we're playing now has because it kind of opens the door to add. Like, don't you guys think there's an extra element of having lighting cues for specific yeah. songs? I mean, think about when you go to a show, Definitely. it just adds something else. It totally does. You know, when Jake's playing the Phil on, on uh, the uh, Phil Collins song, it just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like all the, the shows that I walk away from just feeling like really amped are the ones that are like total sensory overload. Yeah. And lights, like having everything lined up, overload in a good way. I don't mean just right. like too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe overload is a bad word, but just like total sensory immersion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everything super, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where like when you pay to go to a show, you expect an experience other than just like putting on headphones and listening to the music. Exactly. Like, the music is, is the, is why you're there, but that by itself wouldn't be all that entertaining. Exactly. Right. So yeah, the lights and everything and just like the, the ambiance, like that's why like the, the pre-show walkout, like building suspense with a good walkout song, yeah. like it, it, kind of seems silly to have to think like script all that and it does feel kind of forced sometimes and like when you walk off stage knowing that you're going to walk back out if you know they yeah. want an encore it is kind of silly but it's part of the experience for the people that are there yeah. more than like you on stage so yeah the theatrics are huge i think that without them um sometimes it kind of feels mundane um and you throw those things in and it completely changes the night um, that's been the fun part like this past year, year and a half is like the three of us have kind of been dreaming and scheming the night of how that all lays out. And when we get up there with full production and stuff, it, it really just adds this extra layer of, of, uh, yeah, like sensory immersion. We should start using that. <laughs> that. A really interesting thing you said is all of that is for the listener that's there mm-hmm. or the person that came to the show. And we've been doing this for a while, but that might be the first time that I've ever heard it put like that, you know? Because, I mean, we're there to, we got to get something off our chest, you know? Right. Yeah. But everything else is is for, for them. them, yeah. And it's so fun to make that environment. Yeah. It's fun to spend a, a lot of time making a room kind of convert to what it is that we want to convey that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes I get caught up in trying to make the same show that happened last night happen the next day mm-hmm. and try to get like the same thing out of it and nothing could ever be replicated, yeah. which is like a great thing. But also sometimes because I'm a perfectionist, I'm like, I just want this to be the same feeling. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you can't expect that. So it's almost like you're waiting to be surprised just as much as the people who are coming to the show are waiting to be surprised you know mm-hmm. you remember how cool we used to think those lights that changed with the beat were i never thought they were cool i always, <laughs> i was watching a video the other night where there was this guy playing acoustic and they must have had the uh-huh. setting super like hair trigger on uh-huh. it because the he was just playing guitar just him a pretty mellow song There's like the, four colors right the yeah. lights were like strobing yeah. <laughs> behind him and i was like oh yeah that's why we don't use those <laughs> they uh they yeah, don't work the best. They had like a foot switch and, and you could have like a blackout option so you'd stomp on it. But <laughs> right. if you did it too early, then the perfect completely ruins it. <laughs> yeah. Kills yeah. the vibe. There's a lot of things we used to do that we would never do now, but Yeah. How else would you learn? How else would you? You said something earlier about being homesick a little bit. You kinda it's weird this 
year where we're not on the road much at all that you can still kind of feel that way you know it is it is really weird to have like a mix of almost cabin fever um like you got to get outside and then it's like yeah you're suddenly like man i just want to be home yeah when you're home all the time i think that's the hardest part i think it's a generation thing for us too is we're we don't like to just stay in one place for too long Mm -hmm. you know rolling stone gathers no moss Mm -hmm. but we also, I know the three of us, we're really close with our family mm-hmm. and, and the friends that we have. So it's kind of a catch-22 of I want to be home and I want to spend all this time with them. But it's not about anything at home that, I mean, we all push each other's buttons. You know, right. we have our things. But it's more about wanting to be out and do something else mm-hmm. other than, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like even the times that I go home, as much as I love being there, I'm like almost immediately ready to go back to where I actually live just because like anymore, like when, when I go see my family now, it's kind of just doing the same thing, but in a different place Mm -hmm. and just like kind of sitting around, which don't get me wrong. I love sitting around and doing nothing, Yeah, (laughs) but uh, all things equal, I'd probably rather be able to sleep in my own bed that night. And I, I don't sleep well. And like, in strange beds I'm, I'm a pretty particular sleeper agreed um so yeah it's weird because i'll i'll be itching just to get out of town go see my family and like n- after the first night there i'm like yeah, yeah i'm getting about <laughs> ready you know it's something about the comforts of your stuff too mm-hmm. you know that yeah. you don't probably home at your parents place or whatever is probably the only other place where you have that little bit of that sense but yeah i i don't really anymore though like um my my room that i lived in when i was there has since been transformed to yeah you same. know a guest room so same as ours uh mom would get real sad if she heard us say that like <laughs> that because we're not mad yeah but oh, that's no. you it's got expected, to do it you, know? you gotta do it you can't leave your wall painted red forever with guitars you know you can't yeah. leave the posters of girl celebrities up on the walls <laughs> right Someone's yeah i'm not upset about it at all but it's you know nothing about it really feels like my space anymore mm-hmm. which it's not so I, I shouldn't feel that way but yeah there's definitely something to like being in your own space and not having to worry about i'm always so nervous about being putting people out too or like overstaying yeah. my welcome yeah so especially if it's not so much with my family but if i'm staying with friends or whatever um for a few days i I try very hard to make sure that like my stuff never leaves like the one square foot around Mm -hmm. my bag. (laughs) Yeah. I keep everything, even if it's like, if I have a full guest room, I still try to keep everything neat and tidy because I don't want them to like come in and see me just like have thrown my crap all over. You've moved in. The bathroom, I keep everything in a caddy and I go back and forth. I don't leave anything in bathrooms. That's awesome. Yeah. I I wonder if that's a thing that we've, because I feel like Tyler and I are kind of that way too. Like, do you think that's, because of where we grew up in the Midwest or is that just like a personality thing? Like, where does that come from? It's probably from our parents. Cause I yeah. mean, I have friends that I grew up that are the opposite and just like leave everything <laughs> around. They like, they'll stay with me and leave their towels bundled up in the corner. So like the bathroom smells <laughs> like garbage, you know, <laughs> yeah. when they leave and like, what are you in college now? Like, we're adults. Yeah. I'm not your mother. Yeah. When did that start for you where you went? back to your parents' house or, or like family's house and it started to kind of feel, you felt that disconnect of not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but that it's just different. Like it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I think as soon as I moved to Kansas City, because 
my last two years of college, I lived with my parents. So, you know, I had my room there, uh-huh. you know. Um, but when I moved to Kansas City, they had basically immediately turned my bedroom into a different room and like kind of redone that whole area. And so the first time that I went back, I just kind of like naturally was taking my stuff down to the basement, which is where my room was. And my dad was like, no, no, your, your room's up here. I was like, my <sighs> life turned weird. upside down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because the basement is like my dad's area. Yeah. My parents sleep in different rooms because one of them snores super bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he sleeps downstairs. Um, so yeah, it was kind of jarring in a weird way because then yeah. i went down there and like they had reor- rearranged all the furniture down there yeah and, like, I, like none of my stuff house. was down there and well you were probably instrumental in setting it up kind of the way it was yeah right? well because in college that was my that was like my apartment yeah, yeah. it was that whole area down for there. sure yeah so it, it was pretty set up the way that i wanted to i'm such a spoiled little brat no <laughs> no <laughs> man yeah i think a lot of people i think our generation kind of um has a, a tough time with with uh relying on family and yeah. like mm. there's this huge independent like oh i gotta do everything myself maybe some of it comes from social media it's like this individualistic movement of self-reliance and i think we get caught up in that with everything um so like there's almost like this shame attached with Oh, I'm gonna stay with my parents for a bit, or yeah. like, oh, part you know, I'll spend part of my time here and part of my mm. time there. Um, it's just a weird, a weird thing. I think yeah. it's like other countries. That's not a right. That's not even a thing. You know? They just make the house bigger and keep adding. Everybody yeah. lives there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I can I can see that. You sort of feel we're we're really worried about what people think mm-hmm. about that for sure. You know? Because there's that joke, like, he lives in his mom's basement still, yeah. you know? It's really weird. There, but, is, there is, like, this connotation of poverty in America associated with, like, not being able to go get your yeah, own place, which, right. dude, I wish I could yeah. live in a giant house with my whole family. It'd be, right. like, way cheaper for me. So. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Or, and then the other flip side is when you are living in that position, you're actually saving money. So mm-hmm. you're kind of yeah. preparing for the future and setting yourself up. Right. And so are they, if you got something cool working right. out but yeah. most parents aren't going to be like pay us rent you know yeah some might <laughs> yeah. i don't even know if my parents would have let me stay there after i graduated college yeah they're like no dude yeah <laughs> well you you're in had, kansas city you're now, an just, engineer <laughs> you had the ability to go and so yeah and you probably wanted to I'm, oh yeah i'm sure you wanted to start like yeah your I, life <laughs> i was excited i mean my whole it's kind of funny like my whole life growing up all i could all i could wanted to do was be an adult like for some reason i just was super excited to like have my own apartment and like go buy a couch yeah. and like do these really adulty things i was thinking about this when i was like 13 like yeah yeah do just be 13 freedom but now like looking back i'm like i'm such an idiot I had, yeah. like i did not take advantage of being young yeah now right? all we talk about is mountain dew and yeah doritos and playing goldeneye yeah on nintendo <laughs> i spend more time now trying to be young than i did when i was that age yeah. <laughs> i think it's cool to hold on to that and i think that's another thing too is like think people look at you and you're supposed to have your life put together quote mm-hmm. unquote in a certain way but we're really not the three of us but our generation we don't really know how we function as adults yet right because we're adult kind of moved back mm-hmm. like a decade with our generation yeah, we pushed it back from like 18 to 28 and then almost 35 and then, yeah you know 
But it's like you were joking with me yesterday, Jake. You said, how excited are you to like play with action figures again when yeah. Rivers gets old enough? And I totally am, you know? Mm-hmm. Some, Nick and I will joke around and say we should go bust them out sometimes. And <laughs> He's old enough, right? He'll, he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. I think I think there's something to holding on to that, and yeah, I mean not action figures, but just like a little bit of your your childhood, mm-hmm. and still feeling like you have that freedom because there was something so cool about that, like those summers where you were just like always on your bike, yeah, or like mm-hmm. all your buddies stayed over and you stayed up till midnight, and that felt so late, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I will, I will always miss that, but there's also I don't mind the expectation that we need to go out and make our own way yeah. and do all this because I think it it makes us really strong. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really weird going back to Imperial with the unnamed thing that mm-hmm. happened this year because basically I left Imperial at uh, seventeen. When do you graduate high school? Eighteen, right? seventeen, 17. yeah. And I didn't, I didn't go home, you know, to live until like now. Yeah. And it's just weird because I, we lived all these other places and we were always working on music and that was kind of, has always been the thing that has been pushing us forward and relocating us and, oh, let's move to Omaha because we feel like we can make some better connections there. Mm -hmm. And then we wanted to go to Portland because we felt like we just struck gold out there and mm-hmm. it was really good for us as a band and as people we love it we love it there it's beautiful mm-hmm. and the food's so good and the beer's so good <laughs> yeah anyway um it's just kind of a weird thing where coming home now feels strange because i feel like i've done all this stuff mm-hmm. you know it's been like 10 years and my 10-year reunion is next year. That's oh, yeah. Nuts. I'm supposed to plan that. I don't even know. Oh, really? I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. It's probably going to be on Zoom. Yeah. Might be a Zoom. Maybe I get somebody to help me. That'd make it easier for you. Right? Uh, Carol- Carolina Ramos, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> you knew everyone. Can you help me? Um, but it's also like the conversations I have with people are different because mm. life's just different in mm. a small town like that. And... It's never really changed. It's mm-hmm. always been the same way. But people there like it like that. Yeah. And that's always the funny thing too is you think I get a little, I get cabin fever. Like I got to get out here. I got to go do something, mm-hmm. you know, different. I got to go out. Can't really do that there as much. But um, those people don't want to do that. Right. They like, you know, my parents will go somewhere for a weekend trip or whatever and they're good. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's probably a little more like I could go. Every week, you know, mm-hmm. every weekend do something. But my dad, you know, he just works so hard. Mm-hmm. By the time the week's over, he's tanked. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those guys that work those jobs where they're like in service, you know, um, mechanics, I mean, right. farmers, they just blow themselves out physically. Right. And the thing I've touched on a little bit on another pod we did, but um, I like being able to check out during that work. And I think that's what those guys do. Yeah. They do a lot of thinking, you know, whenever I look at my, my wife's grandpa is 95. Mm-hmm. And when you watch him, he, he, he's just like, 
it seems like he's just mulling over the whole world, like mm-hmm. his whole life. But he did farming for a long time, and then he fixed sprinklers, and mm-hmm. he still goes out and helps people. Really? Yeah. Dang. And he's got old friends uh-huh. that will say, "Hey, my sprinkler system's acting up." And he'll get down there. With his pliers Jeez. and his little spade. Those dudes never quit. They don't. And that's Those what you need though, families, right? Yeah. You need that. I think we kind going. of adopted that in what we do. I think the hard thing is as a musician, we were trying to fit into this nine to five, you know, kind of like this quote unquote normal work life and realized if we were trying to do what we wanted to do, we weren't going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had to create our own hours, create our own you know, these are the parts of the day where uh, we're most creative. These are the parts of the day where we need to go get inspired. These are the parts of the day where, you know, you really spend meticulous time picking everything apart. Mm -hmm. And that's been the challenge for like the past few years is trying to navigate that. And then going back to, you know, where we grew up in our roots, you're reminded of that work ethic, but also you're reminded of that other way of life, which isn't a bad way. It's a different way. And I Mm -hmm. think, Sometimes you look at it and our, you know, our blood is uh, still the same, but it's just a different outlook on it. Um, it's, a, it's a hard thing to balance at times and not feel guilty for wanting to do that. Or if you're working till four in the morning, you get up at 10 a.m., you know, and everybody back home is getting up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. going to bed at 10. Yeah. Um, but if you're successful at doing that thing the way you are, or you have, you know, there's other jobs where there's night shifts or there's things where Mm -hmm. whatever it is that helps you do what you do. Um, Jake, you, I mean, you balance both, both jobs um, and the podcast too. So it's like, you have to just find where, like, do you feel like it's hard to kind of balance and like, Mm -hmm. or did you experiment with like, oh man, I'm dead today because I, I stayed up till five in the morning. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely learned that if I don't get an eight hour day, eight hour night of sleep, my next day is useless, you know? So I I have to be pretty careful, which is a bummer because I'm a night owl. Like I tend to do some of my better work like at night. Yeah. I think I just developed that in college where like you sit in class all day doing nothing important. And then everything that you actually have to do, you do at night and you study late at night and stuff. So I'm still kind of, I get that. In that mindset. So everything that I do that's not related to my day job, like podcast stuff or music or whatever, I do at night. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy for me to get sucked into that because I'm so interested in it. Mm -hmm. And especially like a few months ago, I was writing a lot of music more than I ever had. And I was coming to bed at like midnight or one just because I, you know, I was like, okay, just one more thing, just one more thing. Tweaking stuff and learning how to use this software and all this and Time flies for me when I'm doing stuff like that, but I have to be really careful to put a limit on it sometimes because I do have a job that I have to do for eight hours yeah. every day. Yeah. And um, yeah, there are some seasons where I can afford to be like a little bit less checked in, but most of the time now I'm super busy and I can't really afford to make... I I make dumb mistakes a lot. And so for me to like be really focused in and make sure everything's right, it takes a lot of mental yeah. energy. Um, so I, I, I have to be really careful about my sleep. I have to be really careful about like the way that I eat even affects the mm-hmm. way that I, I think most of the time. So yeah. Um, yeah. I take that for granted on the road, like on tour, your diet's usually pretty bad because mm-hmm. you're running around 
and it it will catch up with you pretty quick mm-hmm. you know um we've gotten a lot better now that we have like a fridge and stuff in in the sprinter but um man it, it affects you more than you think like yeah or even exercise just a simple walk around the block or whatever mm-hmm. just to get air like man you take that stuff for granted it'll it'll kill you yeah i yeah. can always tell when I'm getting hungry long before I feel it in my stomach, just because yeah. the way like I get foggy, my brain gets foggy and I get irritable. Yeah. yeah. So hangry. Like, hangry is a real thing for oh, me. Oh man. Um, I, I got that. My dude. girlfriend knows if I get a little bit snippy, <laughs> it's usually like, you, you go, you want to go get something to eat? Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Uh, I've been waiting for you to ask. Yeah. I'm on a pretty strict, like have to eat everything or eat something every two or three hours just yeah. to keep my brain moving. Yeah, yesterday, Jake was making food for us last night and he said i do this weird thing where i just assume that everyone eats as much food as i do all the time so i make tons of yeah whenever i buy like go to the store to buy food for hosting people like i bought enough burgers to feed us for a week probably because i would you know normally be able to sit down and eat like two or three burgers yeah yeah especially when when there's girls in the group i always forget that girls eat like a quarter of what i would eat right so I'm like, yeah, we probably need this five pound log of ground beef, or don't you think? And they're like, I mean, leftovers are fine, but it's yeah. always funny. People are always like, who are you cooking for? Yeah. There's four of us here. I'm like, oh yeah. That's why I had a double cheeseburger last night. It was worth yeah. it. Yeah. I'm also used to just cooking in quantity because that's mm-hmm. what I, you know, I meal prep every weekend. So right. every time I go to buy stuff to cook, it, my, the way my brain works is I need to make it for five days, yeah. you know, yeah. or else well, it's more expensive. We kind of plan for leftovers, really, when we cook. I mean, anytime Chelsea makes stuff, it's there's always enough for lunch yeah. the next day, you know. I don't, I mean, you're at the stove, you're cooking, you got mm-hmm. all the stuff out, you know. Mm-hmm. Why Might not? as well add three more pounds of ground. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cook it all up. It's kind of dangerous, though, if it's like a pretty indulgent meal and you're eating true lasagna for three meals a yeah. day. For- <laughs> well, the hard part is like for somebody to make a cake yeah, or something. And, you know, going home for Thanksgiving, I'm thinking about this, all the stuff Ma's going to make. Pies. But she doesn't even eat that stuff. <laughs> no, like, right. One, one year, I think there was like miscommunication on who was doing the pie and, and all of us ended up with almost a pie person mm-hmm. and we're like it's not necessarily a bad thing I guess is we should do this every year but <laughs> you're having like turkey sandwiches mm-hmm. and yeah. a piece of pie for every meal mm-hmm. after that you know it's bad when you're having dessert for breakfast mm-hmm. yeah. my, my dad is a dessert for breakfast guy yeah I like, mean a donut is a dessert right yeah I mean his one of his catchphrases is this will be good with my coffee in the morning yeah so like, <laughs> we're having dessert after dinner and he's like can't wait to have this in the morning with my coffee I'm like what just because you, you have having it coffee. right now <laughs> you're having coffee it makes it breakfast yeah there is something about sweets and coffee though oh, like man. I'm definitely a donut oh, dipper yeah. in coffee and see I think that's why I like drinking my coffee black Mm-hmm. Is because I'm so used to like if we're on the road, I usually be having like a kind bar or something, mm-hmm. which is like dark chocolate, mm-hmm. and then the black coffee, and I mm-hmm. love that mix. Um, I think that's why I went black coffee because I, so on paper, I probably seem like I would add something to my coffee, make yeah. it a little smoother. Yeah, maybe not drink bourbon straight. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe I wouldn't add cream. You saying you'd have like frappuccino? Yeah, you know, right. I think I like I think I like really intense tastes. You know, stuff that like you put in, you know, that's coffee. Put some hair on your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. You make some really good mimosas too. Speaking of stuff that tastes good. Yeah. Mostly champagne is the the key. Use a little dropper for the orange juice. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I drink my coffee black too, but I, I do sometimes drop some almond milk in there just because yeah, I makes need to it drink a little it like right now. And I don't want to wait Cools for it, it to cool down. Yeah. I really like it. I think I lost all the sensory things inside of my mouth and my tongue <laughs> yeah. because if my coffee is not scalding hot, it's really hard for me to finish drinking. Are you it. saying really? you're losing your taste? Well, if I have been, I've been losing it for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> You've had the, the thing for I've 10 had the, years. Yeah. I was maybe the first person. To get it, I, I love guess. how close we get to saying I know. it. <laughs> it's like coming out of the mouth, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't deserve the attention. Yeah. Oh, I love coffee. And I, I'm not a coffee snob by any means. No. Me like either. it just has to be strong enough. Um, yeah. When you I, travel, you find some good stuff though. Yeah. You know? And then you get kind of more enlightened to like, mm-hmm. oh, this is good. It's going to sound really weird, but you know who has really good coffee actually? Who's that? Casey's. Gas station. Yeah. Yeah. They have it's really good, good, really good it coffee. Is good. Coffee is kind of one of those things for me that I don't really know why it's good when it's good, but I can tell mm-hmm. if it's bad. Yeah. You know? The problem... That's, that's actually really profound <laughs> because you, you, I mean, how many rest stops, not rest stops, travel centers. Yeah. If you don't want to drink coffee from a rest <laughs> no, stop. No. Although there are a few that have those. Yeah. Um, you definitely run into that. Like uh-huh. same taste, bland, bland, and then you hit one and you're like, wait a sec. You mark it down. Okay. Yeah. Between I eighty here in Wyoming mm-hmm. and Laramie and Rollins. Oh, yeah, I have the list. It's there's good coffee and then there's great coffee. Like Rock Two. Yeah, from just Cave Creek and there's just finished a cup of my Rock Two right now. Oh man. It's the stuff. And I think you can have a hard time going back. Mm-hmm. Same with bourbons. Yeah. Same, you know. As yeah. soon as we tried Pinhook, we there was no way you, yeah. you compare everything to it after that. I have a hard time buying like Jack Daniels now or just yeah, like right. cheap bourbon. Yeah. I've got friends that uh, don't really appreciate or know the difference. And so when I tell them, oh yeah, it was like 25 bucks for that bottle. They're like 25 bucks? Yeah. Like I'm used to getting a gallon of Jack Daniels for 20 bucks. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's a 750 for 25 bucks. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, but... This won't give me a headache. You know, right. I can drink a couple of them and not feel like I'm going to throw up. Like there is a pretty. Di- I feel like you notice the difference of quality alcohol on the back end. It's how you feel. Like we were I, just talking. I get gnarly yeah. hangovers with low quality alcohol. Definitely. It's, it's like with anything gear. You know, you pick up a guitar and and you discover a new one, and you're like, oh man, this is bad. Now mm-hmm. I have to. I have to get this. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah. And you can't go back. Can't stop thinking. Yeah, it's it important to recognize too with everything. Just. The high yeah. quality stuff. Nick and I were talking about this on the way over here, um, about how we were ready. We're in the time of our life now where everything we buy, we want it to have mm-hmm. a very long life. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything, jeans and all, just mm-hmm. because I would rather have three pairs of really great jeans mm-hmm. that don't wear out, still fit good, fit well. <laughs> And I used to just buy jeans. I go to, yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, Target's fine, but I would just get jeans at Target or whatever. Cheap, and I'd be like, yeah. why are these blown out in right. two weeks? And it just is important to have good quality stuff. You spend a little more for it, mm-hmm. but in the long run, you buy a lot less mm-hmm. because it lasts longer. Yeah, I have that problem with boots. Yeah. It's hard to justify, but once you find that pair, it's like, yeah. 
what was I doing before? Well, because you end up buying a new pair every year yeah. Yeah. of cheap boots, right? Whereas you could buy one really nice pair of boots and it'll last you four years. Oh yeah. Well, it's like you get a five-year bourbon. Mm-hmm. You're gonna drink that a lot slower. You appreciate it. Um, well, well, we kind of did the number of friends over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless you get us together, I guess. But you just appreciate it a lot more. Take better care of it. Yeah. So we we talked about sunglasses once, right? Yeah. Like a cheap pair of sunglasses mm-hmm. opposed to... Yeah, we were split down the middle on that, though. <sighs> it's hard. You, you know, you lose them. Well, for me, I used to lose them all the time. And so I was like, why am I spending 100 bucks on these? Mm-hmm. I should just buy $15 gas station ones. Yeah. Then I got smart and I started putting them in that special pocket in my backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had the same pair for yeah. a couple of years. Sun- the sunglasses is one of my travel constants. Yeah. Like I have the same pair of... I have prescription sunglasses, so, you know... Oh, that's important. They're a little bit more valuable. They yeah. are, like, they were an investment, but um, as much as I've traveled with them, like, I've flown internationally with those things, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I always keep them in the case when I'm not using them in the same part of my bag, and, um, yeah, I have not lost them yet, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. man, that's important. It's good, it's good to have those things in your life that are those constants and that just you can rely on. Yeah. What were some things talking about like uh, buying quality things that last? Have you found like from traveling a lot s- specific things that you notice wear out quicker just from the wear and tear being in and out of bags and things? Well, if you think of all the places that our boots go, like oh, yeah. m- music venues and all, you know, um, mm-hmm. they wear out really quickly if they're yeah. not a good pair of boots. You know? Yeah, we used to skimp on the boots. Um, yeah, it was like a fifty dollar, sixty dollar pair of boots, and which seems like a lot when you. you oh know, yeah, but in terms of boots, it's yeah, pretty inexpensive. Not when you wear them every single day, yeah. <laughs> like I do. I get a new pair and wear them every day for yeah. a year. Yeah, there's like a hybrid boot shoe that I found I really like from Danner, and it it's waterproof and it it's lasted me uh, for a while. And I feel like when you find those, then it's kind of hard to like look at any other type of boot mm-hmm. after that and I, I start to get stuck in like oh, I should just buy two you know yeah, they'll yeah. probably be out of stock by the next time I buy them anyways right and if I like them I mean might as well just yeah. buy two pairs yeah but it's hard to find those things um yeah boots definitely I'm trying to think what else well, like what are some other everyday things um uh, jackets mm-hmm. um for sure I've noticed because I mean I use my jacket especially when we're touring to hold a ton of stuff. Yeah. Because we're usually in and out of a lot of places pretty quick. So usually got like my phone charger in one pocket. I love the inside pockets. Same, yeah. They're just so good. I won't I won't buy a jacket if it doesn't have no. an inside breast yeah, pocket. Because yeah. I always put my phone in there when I, yep. or, uh, sometimes I put my wallet in there. Yep. Depending on how tight my pants are. Yeah, but <laughs> um, I, for those of you that haven't seen Jake in person, um, just because you know where his wallet is, you don't want to try and take it from him. <laughs> It'd be like taking a pot of honey from a bear. <laughs> yeah, so don't probably. do it. You shouldn't have told them where to keep it. Well, no, they I always like, keep my wallet I'd in like the van. I'd like to see them try. <laughs> <laughs> and my laptop's always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, I feel like there's a, a couple things with gear that wear out pretty quick too, but um, there's also like something about a beat up guitar. Mm. You know, when when you're dragging it around the country and it starts to collect like a little nick there and a ding mm. here. Um, you can kind of remember that specific show or, or yeah. whatever it happened. Um, I remember I turned around and just 
hit the head of my guitar on a cymbal or like on the stand mm-hmm. at a show, but the show was amazing. Yeah. So I, every time I see that little nick in the headstock of my guitar, I'm like, Lower oh yeah, that was, you, that was a you good You and I are different in that way. <laughs> you like everything. Every time I would look at it, I'd be like, that's pissing me off. <laughs> it's not perfect anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a drumstick through your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double-edged sword. Because it's got to look good at the same time. Yeah. It's I do. Like, I like those blemishes a little bit myself. Um, Depends on what it is. Like my phone. I don't like blemishes. Right. I don't like cracks. Or yeah. Anything like that. But um, guitars. I think boots can look cool. But I like to shine them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll let them go a while. And then um, when I notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's that's really hard on the road to keep them yeah keep them polished hats are really hard to travel with too especially if you're flying um it's annoying to wear a hat on the plane but that's the best place for it yep and so you're you know the brim of your hat starts to get a little bent or you fall asleep you know you wake up and your hat's all (laughs) cockeyed and yeah yeah, you have to straighten it out again and yep um but they wear out pretty quick just because they get tossed around everywhere Mm -hmm. um but yeah, we keep them in in a safe, secure place. We have like almost a hat box built into the in the Sprinter now, <laughs> like by the fridge. There you go. Why are you telling people where we keep all of our stuff? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, we should we need to do an episode of like you know MTV Cribs. Yeah, <laughs> give a tour of the van. We yeah. should do that. We'll empty it out. Very fun. We should do that. Yeah, I always um, think that there's something to the main maintaining those good items rather than mm. you know you know those guys that like just constantly wheeling and dealing cars like mm-hmm. they'll buy a cheap one and they'll buy a new one they'll sell that yeah a new one and um you know I, i've had the same truck for almost 10 years now mm-hmm. you know but it's like just being able to maintain it and just like with the hats and stuff mm-hmm. you can rebrim them for you mm-hmm. resole your them. boots yeah did that once and actually felt I felt pretty good about it. I was like a little nervous going in, mm-hmm. got them resold, and I was like, this somehow made me feel like I'm more of a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to stick with the same one. Exactly. You know? It's one of those things that makes you feel good, right. reselling your boots. Yeah. For my soul. <laughs> Guys, we didn't even have a cigar this time. Ah, I know. We are going to leave today, unfortunately, but yeah. we... We should, we'll do it again. It's not like we're going to soon. Yeah. see each other. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, cool. That's our hour. So thanks everyone for listening to another episode. Similar vein. Be sure to, what, what do I say every week? Like, like subscribe, comment, comment, rate. Subscribe, subscribe, rate. <laughs> yeah. I can't talk today. <laughs> do all the things on the social media. Um, tell a friend. Leave us a review. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. See you, thanks man. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs>